fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, 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 everybody. It's Saturday, October 15, 2011. This is episode 92 of the Hotbox. My name is Matt. Ian is not with us. Uh, he had some family stuff to deal with today. So instead, I got my friend Jeremy Lesniak from Vermont. What's up, Jeremy? What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Good, good, man. Uh, this show, we usually just take a, an hour out of our week and talk about what's going on with cannabis lately. It's been focused on the petition stuff, but that's all over and done with. Thank God. I cannot, right, right. cannot stand that stuff anymore. It was so just every episode, and everyone got sick of it. So we did have uh, some interesting things come up. Uh, we got nominated for a podcast award, which is the first time this, this show's ever done that. It's uh, in a, a category called News Politics, which is... Uh, Interesting. No agendas in there. Uh, news politics show. You ever listen to that one? Um, I've caught some pieces of of it. I'm a I'm a big Dvorak fan, though. Yeah, that's yeah. That kind of crosses over to the the tech world there a little. Yep, absolutely. Do they actually talk about like tech stuff on there, or is it all just politics and conspiracy theory? I, I would just I would lump everything under conspiracy. Right. <laughs> that's that's an easy assumption. <laughs> If, so, if Dvorak's not talking about conspiracy, he's talking about wine. Or how much he hates the the newest <laughs> device. Or how much everything sucks, absolutely. Right. And I don't know, man, I've I've been having an, an experience with my device uh, lately, since last night, and everything does suck. I agree with him fully. It, it, does. it does. When it doesn't work, when you do, when you follow the instructions and it just sits there with a logo, like, I'm, I'm just going to sit here. Here's your $600... Uh, picture of this logo it's so funny, frustrating funny bit and I, I forget where i found this but i found a piece uh, it's, i probably should clarify what piece means uh, given the context of this podcast sure an article all oh, right not a, a glass <laughs> not a, not piece not a, not a glass piece or a, or a gun a piece of bud or <laughs> right. yeah or some steel sure um an article talking about the ipad and if it was made entirely in the united states it would be twenty five thousand dollars, right? So that's why it sucks. That's why, because that's we... why all this crap sucks. You know, this this what is this? This iPod two hundred dollars piece of shit. You know, really should cost a lot more than two hundred dollars. And and we still complain about it because right. they're giving it to the lowest bidder. It's you know the the economy of that is is absolutely stunning. So on top of that, the we're the only show that talks about pot in that whole category which is kind of cool i think it would be really cool to see that happen like to to take the win home i don't know how this how our audience of pot smokers and patients <laughs> and activists i don't know how that stacks up to the conspiracy theory audience of you know some of these other shows or some of these strong left wing or strong right wing I thought it would be cool to be in that category. Now I'm kind of maybe regretting it a little bit, but if you guys go to podcastawards.com, you can vote once a day. I think it ends uh, the 20s. I don't know. It ends sometime like in a week or two. So Do you have a, an email distribution list? You know, uh, like a, like a MailChimp list? No, we just have the forums. Because if, if you did something like that, because, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to remember things when you're smoking weed. I know it is. I'm going to say, you know, and, and, um, that's why it's a minimalist thing for me, uh, more out of necessity, uh, truthfully than any, any other reason. But, you know, if you were pinging people once a day saying, Hey, go vote, go vote. They might do it. Yeah. Just maybe we'll have to do that. So email info at hotboxpodcast.com. We'll put a list together and we'll remind you once a day. And there's, right. there's phone numbers on the site and you can text me four zero six eight four eight one seven three nine. Uh, eventually once this phone finishes doing its thing. But yeah, so that's that's that. I thought that was kind of cool. Ian made uh, posters for in the dispensary for all the patients, so they're they're little nice. like half half sheet things that say what what happened and how to help. You know, go get your vote in. 
rock the vote. Rock the vote. Rock the smoke e-vote. the vote. Smoke the vote. There's your slogan right <laughs> That's there. That's it. So how how's things in Vermont with uh, weed? You guys don't have medical up there, do you? We we do. It's just we don't talk about it. It's really behind the scenes. It's one of those. It's like the equivalent of don't ask, don't tell. Oh, really? There's no like yeah, dispensaries with billboards. No, no and... we don't have dispensaries. But at the same time, you know, I grew up in Maine. I went to college in Massachusetts. It's of those three places, Vermont's by far the easiest to get it because there's so much farmland. And, you know, we're we're a very liberal minded state in many ways. And our approach to drugs is, is kind of one of them. Uh, the pervasive attitude is either yeah, weed's fine, I smoke it, or weed's fine, I don't smoke it, but I don't care if you do. But you don't have people there, like, saying because of their kids, like, you're you're hurting the kids, having it so accessible and all that stuff. Like, we get that I'm, so much I'm up sure here. I'm sure they are, and I'm sure if we had dispensaries or if the, you know, if we slid a little, little bit further down the spectrum, of course, people are going to bitch about that. People don't understand, and... You know, they like to point the finger. They've been brainwashed as to what the effects are. You know what the effects are. I know what the effects are. Anybody that's right. used it more than a couple times knows what the effects are, and they know the risks. And, you know, the, the agenda that you've laid out of the things we're going to talk about seems to really hit on, on all those points. Yeah, they're kind of making uh, – I don't know. They they It's like the ones that have never tried it are making these rash uh, assumptions about it that it's like this murderous, murderous, evil thing. And that's absolutely not not what it's like. And, uh, and then you have people things that, like... Uh, people these... that don't smoke pot shouldn't be saying pot is bad. They, they're more than right. welcome to not do it. But to say, here are these things that are going to happen that fly in the face of fact is silly. It's like having our elected officials trying to make economic policy. Yeah, it's like the... Most of them don't balance their own freaking checkbook. Yeah, it's like the patent stuff. The the judges don't understand <laughs> the, the technology. They they right. just, you know, they look at what the piece of paper says and then try to make a somewhat educated decision, which completely is not how it's happening. Right. And then you have... We have a story from Buffalo, New York about these uh, marijuana-shaped candies. Have you guys ever seen that? Have you seen that, Jeremy? I, I haven't. Um, you know, the first time I saw this was, was the link you sent. But I, I think my favorite part is the picture that they lead off the story with is this, right, this ring. really angry woman holding up this this bag. And, and at first I thought it said ring pops. And of course it doesn't. It says ring pots. Ring pots. Pot-shaped and ring candy. I would love to walk around with these. I, I You know what? I would... I. I should get a few bags of these and just head off to college campuses and hawk them for five bucks. I'd so what be the, the thing for, for a couple of days. What I don't get, like the, the parents are so angry about this because it's candy and it's like, Oh, that must be directed towards the children. But like they've had fentanyl lollipops for years. And if a kid got a hold of one of those, they'd be dead. And right. I, I've never heard a, of a, a group of parents getting together and being like, stop these lollipops, you know? Because people feel that the control that those lollipops are going to have is going to be adequate. Right. You know, these, these are not the people, these people should be, I mean, if this is, if, if availability and uh, influence are truly the concern, then they should be railing against mouthwash. And you know it's it's a novelty thing too. It says that sure. they're like, they're the way the packaging is maybe a little irresponsible, bright and colorful. But they're not. I don't think there's weed in them, is there? It no, looks like no, no. The, they're just. From what the ar- article says, uh, what I took from it was they're advocating. They are advocating for the legalization of marijuana. The, the parent company, right? But there's absolutely and... no weed in the candy themselves. No, it's just green sugar crap. So is that marketed to kids? <laughs> is this company kind of being like, or they're just trying to push the legalization agenda either way? They're probably not going to care if some kids are using them. You know, 
What? Using them. Using you know, candy? Sucking them, <laughs> hey, eating are, them, whatever the verb would be. Are there. you on the candy? But, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just... It, it's silly. I'm surprised that the word gateway wasn't used in this article the way it's presented. Was it not? Candy is a gateway drug to other things like obesity and yeah, bad dentistry. And diabetes. And diabetes. <laughs> yeah, right. An irate parent bought the candy to uh, this cop's attention, and she was hoping that the city was going to just come down and be like, get this crap out of the stores. And they uh, they said this along with fake marijuana known as K2, which we've talked about before on the show, mm. uh, is sold. And, well, and there's a huge difference. I mean, K2 obviously is is a drug. It's a synthetic form, and it's right. it doesn't sit well with some people, and they go kill themselves, which is kind of weird, but okay. Uh, it appears her message got out uh, by Thursday, a check of about a half dozen stores in Buffalo, often in impoverished neighborhoods where real drugs are a festering problem, uh, turned up none of the candy. So I guess they got them out of a few of the stores there in the ghetto. You know, what I really want to know, what they don't address here is, would this be good candy when you were high? I know. that I'd be interested to test a bag, you know? This lady, she says, I would not buy it or give them money to buy it. It looks like weed. <laughs> well, if it looks like weed, I mean, okay. She should just go buy weed. I, I guess. She's I mean, in Buffalo. I'm sure she can get it. It's a college town. Uh, candy cigarettes and fruity or energy drink-infused alcoholic beverages have also been criticized for targeting young people. People, Didn't how they- about... Can you just be a parent and not worry about what I'm doing affecting your kid? Like, that is the most aggravating thing in the world. No, people can't do that. Stop that. they recognize how crappy of parents they are. So they need all the help they can get? Right. So rather than raising their children properly to say, hey, I don't want you to use drugs. Here's why. And to educate them right they just want to remove drugs from the environment which will never happen i mean look at people look at the environment like uh, it's never going to happen you're using logic though and this is well right a demographic that doesn't use logic but you brought up candy cigarettes and weren't those made illegal i remember a thing i I think so early teens 15 20 years ago in 97 97 is when it happened okay so it was later enough up um, and yep. that's a federal law, isn't the it? The FTC went after him. Yeah. And and they're the same ones that went after the Joe Camel cigarette ads, saying that those appealed to kids under 18. I bought candy cigarettes when I was a kid. My Me mom too. smoked when I was a kid. Do I've you... never had a cigarette. Really? I, sm- I really? smoke now. But that's good. 50-50, I don't, not, I don't not bad. See yeah. I got other good stuff to smoke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> True. This is good tobacco, though. It's not that. I got, I got a good humidor full of cigars that I've brought oh, back go. from Costa Rica and the Dominican and stuff. You know, oh, yeah. Didn't you, didn't you just get back from Bermuda or something, you were saying? Yep. Went, went to Bermuda, took a uh, long cruise out of Boston. Yeah, we were on the north side. I didn't get into that triangle stuff. That stuff scares the crap out of me. Does it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> like, for real? It does. I, I'd get in there and i not come back or something. Yeah, you just ask the pilot, like, seriously, can we just go around this? Because, I mean, you know. Well, where we docked was on the north shore of the island, so I figured that was good enough. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, what else? The shops are scared of candies, <laughs> marijuana candies. Do you see this about the uh, dispensaries uh, in L.A. getting some problems, some more problems? Yeah, you know, I just wish that we could be consistent in this country. Right? You know, we've got we've got the federal law that says no. And then we've got some states saying kind of yes, you know, like in the case of Vermont with uh, medical. And but, you, you have medical there, don't you? Right, and a bunch of other right. states do, but he came out saying that and, that and didn't Obama's matter. Obama's saying we're not going to bother prosecuting, like in the case of California. That was a while ago. Then he came out just recently and said that they were going to prosecute. Right. Which is... What the... Right? (laughs) What the fuck? Seriously. You know, and and I feel really bad for these people that have 
set up shop with these dispensaries because they're doing it properly. Oh yeah, we all, talked all about the ones this. I've seen it's yeah. you know they, they're they're following the letter of the law. You told us and, to. Like the only reason we're doing it is because you were like, yeah, here, please do it like a real business. Have a, have storefronts and stuff. Right. And you're like, I and what it, the funny thing is, I don't see what happened that caused them to go back on their word, you know? Like, there wasn't some catastrophic terrorist-like event that happened for them to be like, whoa, holy shit, we did not see that coming, you know? Like, nothing happened like that. Well, I didn't see it in, in this article, but I read another one a few days ago, and it was talking about how the the new pressures are coming in Southern California where the legalization issue is a lot more politicized where they're not doing the growing. They're not reaping the tax benefits in the same way that they are in Northern California. Right. And you know, stuff like this is a hot button issue and it's always going to be polarizing and there's always going to be elections. So it could be low hanging fruit for some politicians that maybe are at risk for not being reelected. You think, you know, Oh, let's come through and let's shut down these dispensaries and we can, you know, take some sexy pictures of us standing next to, you know, a bunch of weed. But do they know that right now that's not the popular? I mean, is it still? Because every poll I see online or on Fox or on any other channel, it's all like very, very much skewed to the side of just legalize it already and shut the fuck up, you know? Well, yeah. And, and I think that's that's what it is. But um you know, we started talking about some of the Wall Street stuff. The thing we need to remember is that our government is not, we don't live in a democracy. You know, the we live in a aristocracy, if sure. you will. And so if the one, and, and actually I saw some postings, there was somebody all over uh, the Occupy Vermont Facebook page today posting links to video uh, and other references about the, corporate interests against legalization of hemp. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's forget about agricultural uh, speaking. Yeah. You know, for purposes of, of paper and clothing and, and all right. that other good jazz. Well, how, how big of a blow hemp. would that be to the cotton industry or to the synthetic, you know, industry? Like that would be a pretty decent sized chunk of their change. Wouldn't it? I, I'm sure it would be huge. And, you know, I grew up in Maine where paper is one of the largest industries. Right. And paper land, I mean, heck, you can, I think the ratio is, is five, the yield uh, of hemp to paper versus timber to paper. It's something like five to one. Yeah, you, know, you, it's think, you can harvest that every year. It's a lot more sustainable. It doesn't take as much time. You know, you can buy some pasture land, plant some seed. I don't know how you do it commercially. And it's... You know, I think, it would, I think it's probably a lot better on the land itself, too, not sucking up as many nutrients, or is, does that stuff suck up even more, you think? I don't know. I don't know that, that aspect of it, but, you know, there's a reason. You know, there are a lot of reasons why we're, we're not stopping, why we are, as a, as a country, stopping this. And I don't know what all of them are. You know, I haven't been down the rabbit hole. Right. They're saying here that the a local judge on Friday uh, upheld L.A.'s much-contested medical marijuana ordinance, denying motions from 29 medical marijuana dispensaries that had sought to halt enforcement of the law. The decision is a major victory for the city attorney's office, uh, which has invested considerable time and expense in defending the law from a phalanx of lawyers working for dispensaries. It's uh, time and money just down the drain. The judge, uh, Superior Court Judge Anthony J. Moore, who handles some of the most complex cases in L.A. County, held a series of hearings over many months on numerous constitutional challenges raised by the pot collectives. He delved deeply into the, the issue, studying vaguely worded state medical marijuana laws, a tangle of court cases, and exhaustive briefing papers filed by the opposing sides. Was it their fault, maybe, for not making the laws clearer... Uh, when they wrote them, like, here's what you can do. Here's what you can't do. They just I, threw I don't, it all out there. You know what? The, the amount of money that's gone into this, I mean, no, nobody woke up one day and said, you know what? I've got a hundred bucks 
and a quarter in my pocket, I'm going to start a dispensary. Yeah, right. I mean, these are these are big money operations. And a lot and of if, these people were doing it but way before that. Like you said, they, these people were doing it for the underground right. lo- long before this came along. A- absolutely. So none of these people went legitimate without looking at the laws. And I bet you the majority of them hired attorneys to study the laws. Yeah. And they probably have organizations. I mean, if, if they've got a single legal entity representing them in these lawsuits, they're probably all tied together with some uh, affiliation and they probably share information and they make sure that they're on the up and up. Is this what some states are afraid of that they'll, that it will turn into a whole bunch of these massive pot collectives? And I mean, what's the downside to that? Does it matter? You have massive corporations selling everything else. Like what's the, what's the diff? I don't know what they're, what they're afraid of. I, I, I can guarantee you that if the federal law was taken off the books tomorrow, that you would see at least a few states jump on it and say, well, screw it. Let's, let's just open the door. Uh, Vermont would probably be one of them. I bet the, uh, every one of them would be some, would be a state that has uh, a current statute for medical use. They're trying it here, but they they totally tried to repeal it, and then they tried to lock it completely down, and then they did, like we said, the petition thing, and now it's going back to a vote in 2012. So I guess they'll have to look at that and put it in or figure it out when it comes time to write it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I I won't be able to pull it up in time now, but there was uh, something I read eh, probably six months ago that there was a huge fight in Oakland, and I don't know if you've talked about this on a prior episode, where, if I'm remembering it correctly, a good portion of the population was saying, you know what, we've got a major deficit. Right. We don't like having this legalization stuff. And I believe on a county level, I think Oakland is, is a county, they said, we don't want to have to do this, but this is the best option we have. And so they allowed... Well, what's dispensaries the al- to come through and, and the tax revenue that they were going to get off of it was astronomical. Yeah. And what's the alternative? Putting all those people in jail and then wasting right. money? I mean, right. that doesn't make sense. Right. There you are. <laughs> the, router, <laughs> the router totally took a dump. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It Is just it a Netgear? So, uh, no, actually, it's an old school Linksys. But uh, yeah. Oh. It just so happened to take a dump right when my phone rebooted, so... All right. I'll just set that there for a minute. So you were saying something uh, your dad uh, said. Yeah. So Start there. My, okay. So my dad used that. My dad was telling me, he said, you know, if the, imagine the whole world's drunk. What's going to happen? People are going to be in fights, shooting each other, crashing their cars. You know. Chaos. It's going to be hell. Right. Said, now, now imagine that the whole world's high. Right. And that's People the whole thing, right? Be driving around eight miles an hour, thinking that they're Dale Earnhardt, and they're going to be giggling, and there's going to be a whole lot of junk food eaten, and we'll get fatter. Right. And I he's think like, you that's, know what? that's the Which whole one thing. is worse? Yeah. Which one's right. uniting and dividing? That's, that's the difference. Yeah. I've never met anybody who, you know, gets high and gets belligerent. I've had people that get high and get right. incoherent. And that's always the <laughs> argument that it's that it's all about the control that they can put down, right? And we just uh, get all wasted, divide ourselves, be good to go. They can come in and be like, "Hey guys, hey, we're your hero. It's okay. Hold on." Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we can talk about this too. It it has a a big part to do with these cartels that you know this is where the massive parts of their money come <laughs> from. And they are, right. they love our drug policy. They love Hold it. On. It's cold in here. It's like 55 degrees in my office. Maybe a little warmer than that. Now my hands are cold. I'm stuff them in a sweatshirt. Put yeah, you saw that piece I put in I put in there, right? Yeah, yeah. The, on about the cartels. The... And, and this is, um, you know, that, where is it? Here it is. Um, that they're recruiting Texas students now. Yeah, and and of course they find the most sensational thing that they can, which is a twelve-year-old boy right. driving a stolen truck with eight hundred pounds in it, 
And of course he gets busted. And, you know, I mean, that's kind of stupid to trust a 12 year old boy to drive. Yeah. Maybe he's really good. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. Apparently he wasn't that good. Maybe he was just a little Mexican kid and they thought he was 12. He's like 43. (laughs) He was a small person. (laughs) They say recruiting is uh, easy for such a vulnerable population. Uh, that's Kim Og, the former gang task force director of Houston. And she yeah, suspects that the cartels are recruiting through gangs. They have gangs in Houston? Or they have gangs yeah, in New they York? Have, they have gangs everywhere. I there's, mean, anywhere right? there's a city, there's gangs. At least they call themselves gangs. Is this directly related to the amount of pot that is in that city? Well, you know, when you when you think about gang activity where are they making their money i I, i've not heard of gangs uh, opening a restaurant (laughs) that's the mafia taking the proceeds back yeah no that's the mafia those are different gangs Uh, i'm pretty sure they were doing the the restaurant for more for the laundering well right the actual income generation they did have good Uh, food though (laughs) look at they were all fat right i know right they totally were (laughs) (laughs) maybe they were baked they had the munchies maybe but, yeah, it, it's pretty clear to me that the cartels are making their money off off drugs. And, you know, when, when I have a drug discussion with someone, I always draw the line at the stuff you can grow and the stuff that you have to do stuff to. It's Process. two whole separate discussions. I mean, right. if you want to talk about coke and heroin and whatever, that's a whole different right. discussion. And I'm not going to lump it in. We're talking about weed and shrooms. Which is funny because if you look at the scheduling system, it's like the opposite, you know. Right, because they can get more people on marijuana charges. And, you know, if you have more than, you know, quarter of an ounce, half an ounce, depends on, on where you are. Apparently, it's intent to distribute. I mean, you know, I've known people that go through an eighth in a week. They're just, you know, trying to be value conscious. Yeah, right. <laughs> Times are tough, man. We can't be buying pounds you gotta, you gotta, every week. Got to buy in bulk, you know, <laughs> hit up hit up the Costco over the border. and right. So what I don't get is how, like, we have all of this evidence and, like, the world pretty much knows it and how they can still blatantly get away with having it as a, like, having the mandatory minimums and having it as Schedule 1. Like, it seems like there's even, I mean, there's people on the federal registry. There's there's people everywhere that are demonstrating on a daily basis that there's medical capabilities or properties of the plant. But, like, I, I don't get how they can come out and say that there's not and people just don't hold them accountable for that. They're like, oh, uh, okay. Because so there are a lot of people that want to see evidence and they want to see really hard evidence and they want to see that evidence before they're willing to consider changing their mind. But you need to consider changing your mind before you can get the evidence. Right, and that's 80 some odd years of one-way thinking. Absolutely. Reset. Um, I don't think we've gotten to the point where we've seen the results yet, but in the last five years, I think it was, the federal government finally said, yes, we will allow the commission of a study Cause to before, actually see what's going on. The only way you could get your, was it your Schedule 1 research license or whatever, was to say to tell them that you were going to find the negative effects of it. And then they were like, oh, okay. But if, I, if you demonstrate anything else. speak to else. that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. You know, there were plenty of smaller studies and, you know, informal anonymous things. You know, I found 27 people and I yeah. talked to them about pot and collated their answers. Well, and there's a bunch whatever. too. And there's a book called My Medicine that uh, one of the federal patients, Irvin Rosenfeld, wrote. And there he was a part of a bunch of studies because he had this rare kind of cancer that mm-hmm. grew tumors on his joints and stuff. And the weed, when he smoked the weed, it would make the tumor stop growing and... So he was part of a bunch of these studies, but like a lot of them never made it to see, you know, they, they went to the hearing that it was for, and then they found because of how positive it was, they were like, throw that out, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I had a friend who uh, died a number of years ago of of a really rare form of cancer. He had his, his spinal fluid was cancerous. Um, like 12 people in the world have been documented to have this. And that's crazy. His, his wife kept him weeded, you know, it yeah. helped him get through. It did. It's crazy um, how it works. You know, I, I remember there was a time in my life where I was 
ridiculously depressed and I don't mean, you know, emo. <laughs> right. Well, it was me. I mean, you know, legitimately depressed and I right. lost a lot of weight. And the only thing that kept my appetite was smoking. So sometimes and they don't yeah, see uh, this or they do. I, I'm sure they do. It's past that point by now. They just don't acknowledge it publicly. I think they don't want to see. I, I think, yeah, I, I think, you know, if you're talking about it on an institutional level, they don't want to discuss it publicly because who knows? You know, I, I, I can't even pretend to to know what the reasons are. Um, but on a, on a personal level, it's people with their heads in the sand. Right. That's too bad. Too bad. And then you have stories like this when where we have we've had it up here with like people finding people growing a bunch of weed and like protecting their crops with grizzly bears or black bears or whatever. <laughs> so then you go down south and you have them protecting their crops with alligators, right? Big yeah, I, five foot long alligators. <laughs> I absolutely love this story. Um, There's so many stories like it that that people just they they'll find the most ridiculous animal to like protect their crop with, and if y- you wouldn't have to do this in the first place if there weren't smash and grab DEA style you know raids, right? And you know I, I what I love the most is what to me seems like inconsistencies and just absolutely ludicrous <laughs> yeah finds like. Yeah. This guy was fined $200 for having a five-foot alligator in his freaking house, but yet he needs – his bail was set at twenty five grand because of the weed. What would be Which more dangerous? Which is going to hurt more people, the <laughs> alligator or the marijuana? What's more dangerous here? Let's put you know, them I, both in a room, and then we'll send that guy in the room, and we'll see. Well, here's what you do. You, you line up – a hundred people that are opposed to pot and say, and you give them a joint and you say, you smoke this or you go hang out in the room for five minutes with the alligator. With the alligator, which it's up to you, buddy. It's up Take to you. Take your pick. And then tell me which one's more harmful. Every one of those damn people is going to pick them. I'm putting, I'm putting my money on the alligator. Guys. I, I'd kind of like to see the alligator go at him. I know, and right? Then what, what they pull for drugs was, was rated at, at Twenty one hundred. Oh, you popped back up online. Uh, Twenty one hundred dollars worth of weed. Wow. You know, it's it's nothing. No. It's absolutely nothing. You know, and they're making this guy out to be some drug kingpin. You know, walking around with a <laughs> right. with an alligator like he's Scarface. Did the alligator have I, like gold encrusted diamonds? No, but in the picture, he has uh, packing tape around his mouth. Ah, is that gold encrusted? It uh, might be. Shiny. <laughs> 16 marijuana plants, 100 grams of processed marijuana, some grow lights, some ballasts, growing chemicals. Now, are you are you going to prosecute for the grow lights and everything? Because you could buy those at the store. Just like I'm whatever. sure they're going to prosecute for every damn nickel. It's Everything is going to be a different charge. Various paraphernalia, you know, they're going to give, they're, they're going to give them, try and give them, you know, two years for every friggin' glass piece that has some resin in it right well they're all individual they're all individually dangerous so right you would we want to make sure we get all these uh so that your children won't get a hold of them and you know start smoking crack out of them or something right so well that's too bad where do you think the alligator's going (laughs) protective custody um it was turned over to the Chicago, I don't think I can say this without it sounding wrong, Herpetological Society. Oh, there you go. Sure. Or the Chicago I, I'm, I'm Herp, assuming for short. Herpetology is not the study of herpes. No, alligators. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I was going to be really impressed if you knew what that was. Right. Well, actually, <laughs> I have my PhD in. No. Um, so last month, Obama's Bureau of Alcohol tobacco and firearms okay the the trifecta uh, and explosives they must have added that recently huh they issued a memo that stated that it is unlawful for anyone with a state issued medical marijuana card to possess a gun or ammunition 
Guns and ammo, buddy. Guns and ammo. Shit. This month, four U.S. attorneys in California announced that they are escalating prosecution of medical marijuana clubs by going after the assets of their landlords and their property owners. That's like, that's old school tactical dicketry. Yeah. Yeah, that's like Cut going off after the uh, Capone for tax evasion. Yeah, right? Like nothing else. <laughs> nothing else sounds legit enough because we're actually not a bunch of assholes. So uh, you'll go after this. I guess. It's a good thing I don't have a, a, a dispensary card. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> I've got the other part of that equation. Are these, <laughs> yeah, who's on the other side of those records now that you are in possession of? Now, these are the same same uh, clubs that opened up uh, under the assumption that as long as they were abiding by state law, they were straight. Right. Right. Hmm. Why? <laughs> <sighs> I keep coming back to it's got to be a political move. I can't see anything else. Is this how we started the show? Hold on. We had this discussion. So in 2012, everyone's going to vote for him because he was a huge dick to all these sick people and people that just like smoking pot. Makes sense. No, I, I think it's, I think it's a middle move. I think it's, it's something that gets campaign dollars into his pocket from so the cartels have more ads the I cartels are from the, from the cartels they're like yeah make it illegal more here's some more money that's fine well you you know you know who's got the dollars and the motivation is pharmaceutical companies that's a good point that they do also the cartels <laughs> american cartels maybe they're the same uh, so when he was first in office, it looked as if Obama would do as he had said. Drug war opponents were pleasantly surprised in 09 when a Department of Justice memo advised U.S. attorneys not to focus federal resources on individuals with cancer or other serious illnesses whose use marijuana as part of a recommended treatment regimen. And that's consisting with state law uh, or their caregivers. Uh, huh. It's kind of not uh, not what's happening, is it? No, it's not. Maybe we should all just start a religion that says <laughs> where you can smoke pot and that's we, it. And then they can't prosecute. We interviewed a guy from Leap on the last episode, I think, and he was doing that, actually. Really? Yeah. Nice. Um, let me see if I can find it. I forget what it's called, but yeah, he was totally doing that. And he has this like group of a bunch of people, I guess. They get together. James to Mooney. Praise weed. Yeah, pretty much. His name's James Mooney. Native American Churches dot org. See, yeah, that's nice. what it was. He was approaching it on the whole, you know, Native American using it for spiritual. Yeah, man. I mean, send in two hundred bucks. Get your ONAC authorized participation card. You're good to go. Two hundred bucks. I know, right? It's a lot of money. That was a lot of money. Times are tough. I'm gonna have to sell more pot. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, but yeah, that they're they're trying it. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. So maybe maybe what I do is I open a church. We can just we'll start, start our own five hundred one, whatever is five hundred one. Then you become C3? a member of the church. You know, right. it's like a five hundred one c three. Yeah, yeah. There's there's one that's special for religious institutions. Sure. Start that, and then when you become a member of the church, you pay some money and you get your card and you get a bag of weed. That would be cool. Maybe that's how you get around the dispensary thing. You never know. So. Oh, uh, we have a story from, this is from Montana. This is terrible. Uh, a gentleman, basically the, the story has nothing to do with weed, right? So all it has to do with this guy, he's, uh, he had dogs, 140 of them. And he also happened to have 200 pot plants. So they're kind so, of, they're making the so correlation that uh, it was the pot's fault that he was such a dick to all these dogs. I fucking hate that shit. I know, yeah. right? That's you know what? It's not the pot's fault that he's a dick. <laughs> it's just it's not his damn fault. Ugh. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. even know what to say. If, if you hate Completely dogs, unnecessary. You 
You know, nobody said that, you know, Michael Vick was an asshole because he was smoking pot. Right. I mean, can we go through history and find everybody that was a complete <laughs> douchebag and blame yes. it on drugs? Hitler was high and uh, Must have who been. else? Stalin. Marx, and, sure. The Romans when they crucified Jesus. I mean, you could take right. it back to the beginning right. of time if you, you know, need you to. Can, you, can, you can blame Holly Shore's career on weed. I mean, all these sure. horrible things. Sure. That we've had, you know, I'm sure it's all because of pot. Can we blame Occupy on on pot? Um, I've seen some news stories trying to <laughs> really trying to make that tie. Yeah, they're they're not. They're Is not it a getting stretch? It, they're, they're stretching. It's a pretty they're good stretching. stretch. They're, they're they're playing fucking Gumby, but they're not quite getting there. So Colorado's always been known as a pretty you know cool state for uh, for everyone here. Yeah. They're wanting to put it back up on the ballot to have voters close down medical marijuana dispensaries within city limits. That's a ballot initiated question 300. Wow. That's that's kind of like um dicks. Why would you want to do that? That's kind of like what exactly happened here. <laughs> well, it, it it reminds me of how Vermont handled the the gay marriage thing. I mean, Vermont's very progressive, and, and I don't mean to offend if you or anybody listening has a strong opinion, but that's, I'm not trying to hey, say go for, anything go about Vermont. that here. Go Vermont. Um, but it, it started with, you know, oh, okay, we'll have civil unions. And then, no, we can't have civil unions. And to this day, there are still signs all over the place that say, take back Vermont. And it's it's from that whole move. And Take back and so, from what? <laughs> the gays, I, I the gays have Vermont. The gays, I, guess. I don't know. And then, you know, we went from, from civil unions and, and it was like, it was a big issue for a long time. People saying, you know, making their position on this, this law was a huge part of their platform for several elections. And then finally, just eventually it just kind of went away. People just went, okay, we're, we're done. We're done well, and bitching about this. Listen to this. Listen to how they word it. It's just, it's crazy. Since state legalization of medical marijuana, the marijuana crowd has considered this drug as okay for general use, and the number of registered marijuana users has increased 1,200%. Business is booming. That's good. This indicates either widespread abuse of the approval process or a major epidemic. Why does the word epidemic sound so evil? It sounds dirty, like a disease. Because the first time most of us heard the word epidemic, it was in association with AIDS. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that is a great point. Or on the movie Outbreak. <laughs> right. The widespread belief among young people is this drug is legal and nearly harmless, and these same people are surprised later when the bad things start happening. Have uh, ha- have any bad things started happening to you, Jeremy? Because um, this is like, no. this is 20 years later for me smoking and uh any bad things that happened i blame on either myself or society as a whole for being filled with dicks i I think the worst thing that's happened is i waste a lot of notebook paper with ideas that don't seem as relevant when i sober up right (laughs) that i didn't back fact solve the world's problems while i was baked it seemed like you did it. it seemed like you did at the time, though, it, 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 it was good. It was some good stuff. And sometimes they came up with some good ideas. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes. So they say, let's be honest about this addictive and intoxicating drug. It yeah, is not cool. harmless. What, wait, what are we talking about here? <laughs> this addictive and intoxicating drug. Is this know, ca- ecstasy? Caffeine? Oh, ecstasy. Some of the bad effects were stated recently in the Coloradoan by Donald Mishk. Assistant Vice Chancellor for Health and Welfare at CU, who said, quote, marijuana use interferes with learning and memory. Would you say that if maybe you had like a three-year-old that you just constantly made smoke pot all day long? Or if I went to class high, yeah. Some kids, though, it helps them focus. I've, I've heard people say that, absolutely. It, it, it doesn't for me. I get <laughs> yeah. easily distracted. Um. In some situations, I can hyper-focus. I can't read. 
when I'm stoned. You just like focus on one word <laughs> forever. Yeah. Uh, the father of a Colorado State University student was concerned about this city's attitude and tolerance for the marijuana culture. So is this is this a reason that it's addictive and intoxicating, or are we just having a side conversation here in the middle of our, our two doctor statements? He's like, and also we had a dad who was concerned about how tolerant. I think tolerant. In, this, in this country we have a hard time identifying something as being frequently used without throwing the label addictive on it. Like coffee? Um, well, and caffeine does have some addictive properties. I mean, if you, if you, I, I can say from personal experience, trying to back off of heavy uses of caffeine, you know, I don't always feel so good. Some people say headaches, but, sure. you know, like um, candy bars, you know, junk food. You're starting to see people come out saying, oh, well, you know, I'm addicted to Doritos and, <laughs> and I'm addicted to, to rooting. I'm addicted um, to rooting watching porn and I'm addicted to watching TV and video games. And maybe there are some people that have some wires crossed in their brain and they they can become addicted. But for the most part, you're talking about people that use something to excess and it hinders their life. That's their personality though. That's not the drug. It has nothing to do. But they don't, you know, we we like quick fixes in America, and we don't sure. like to take responsibility for anything that we do. So by saying, oh, I was addicted, it means it's not your fault anymore. <laughs> it, it's, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. I'm addicted. It's not my fault. I did it every day for the last five years. Right. I had no choice in the matter. Uh, and then Dr. Christian Thurston of Denver said, quote, marijuana use can permanently impair brain development in youths and negatively affect concentration, motivation, and memory. And this this was a letter written by just some random business owner in Fort Collins named Rick Wagner. Well, Dick Wagner um, <laughs> needs to go get high and chill the fuck out. Amen to that. So, now, I mean, I, I, I could totally see it possible that through development, you know, through the teen years, that smoking pot could have some impairment on um, brain function. Absolutely. And, and don't and give it to the kids. Permanent. Just give it to um, the kids that need it, like that uh, that one kid, Cash, or whatever, they were using the marijuana extract on for his cancer, and it was helping. It's that special case, though. You're not having three-year-olds smoking pot. He was taking right. just like a I, pill I, like he would anything else. But how about all the kids with the fucking pills we're pumping them, yeah. pumping them full of, starting at like age seven? You can't tell me that shit doesn't have a permanent effect. Absolutely and you can't does. tell me that this, this chemical crap and, you know what, sit down and watch daytime television for 15 minutes and you tell me how many drug commercials you see and how many... Oh, class action lawsuits against the companies that made the drugs from three years ago you see those are the that's two, all that's on tv that's They're it. not testing this crap they bought all the advertising space it's the drug companies and the the lawyers that are suing the drug companies right i, I, I don't know Business. if I, i'm the only one that's seeing this cause and effect crap going on but pot's been used for a long time we know what the effects are going to be if yeah. your kid is out of control you know what yeah Give them, give them a little bit of weed. You know, make them some tea with it. It'll calm them down, absolutely. It'll chill them the hell out. And if that doesn't work, then smack them around a little bit. Then dope them full of Ritalin. <laughs> <laughs> Methylphenidate. Here you go, son. Yeah. And then you have the DEA just making their way up here, it feels like. They were in California. Raids. They hit Oregon. Raids. Uh, Spokane. Uh... I don't know, man. I hope they don't come up here or continue to be here. Do you, do you, do you have the population density for them to come there? No, I don't know. What, 90,000? 90, I, I, I think you've got like, the same population we do, and you're like four times the size. Yeah, we got room to grow for sure. Uh, this is a Rogue Valley Medical Marijuana Garden uprooted by agents from the DEA, the third such raid in Jackson County in the past weeks. 
They were all out there Friday just tearing out 120 pot plants with an excavator. <laughs> Very. That's tragic. I know, right? Makes me sad. Large <laughs> dump trucks. Well, it's like a waste, right? Like, what are you going to do with that now? Uh, they're going to burn it. They're going to package it up and sell it to Mexico, and it's going to make its <laughs> way back here. Dirt they're gonna, weed. They're going to run it over the cartels. Uh, the property was a dozen plants under its limit, given the number of Oregon Medical Marijuana Program cardholders who were registered at the property. That's interesting, huh? Not even over their limit. 22 patients the garden had enough plants for. And he was well within the six, uh, six plants per patient limit. Six plants per patient? Damn. I know. And they're still getting raided. Like, what's up with that? We have, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of pot around here. Six plants. Yes, Massimo, dude. Ask me something. Massimo? Sure. I think, I think it's a snake. Uh, he said, the guy that was there, he said, I have patients who have left their medicine to mold. They're too scared to come and get what's legally theirs under state law. He said he will comb through the ruins of his garden and pick up buds left on the ground. Quote, I'm going to collect as much as I can to give away to the patients, man. It's all for the patients, man. That's so crazy. This poor, like, hippie guy just, like, scouring the ground for some pot. <laughs> the DEA with their boot on his face. Yeah. Well, yeah it's, it's just proof that the feds are going to do what they want to do when they want to do it. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's selective enforcement of the rules and vague communication about the rules and how is that allowed to continue who's going to stop them i mean that's you know we'll, we'll tie it back again that's what occupy wall street is about it's it's about how many people are there uh from what i saw of wall street protests this evening it was in the in the thousands to, to i would say low ten thousands uh, but there were, it was a hundred and something thousand in Italy, in Rome today. They're, they're having those movements everywhere. Absolutely. There were 900 or something in uh, across the country. We had four here in Vermont. I mentioned this on a show yesterday. It was so widespread that I got a, an invite on Facebook for Occupy Kalispell, <laughs> like in nice. Montana. Like there was nice. a... Did trend. you go? Uh, it's tomorrow, I think, or next Saturday. Oh, cool. Cool, you, you should go. I wanted to try and, and stream it, it yeah, and see like how many people go. I hope it wasn't today. Shit. I don't know. My there damn... were a lot of protests today. There were. Maybe it was. Maybe I missed it. Damn phone. I blame my phone. It's it's all your phone's fault. All right, well, uh, you got any other comments before we wrap this thing up? Um. Do we want to hit the uh, smoke and drive? Oh, Please. sure, yeah, let's talk about that. Some people say that if you smoke pot, you can't drive. I smoke pot and drive all the time, allegedly, and I, I do it just fine. Some people, though, I agree. I've smoked pot with some people that I would not want to see drive, but it has but to be how, left. It's an individual decision. Can they drive when they're not smoking? Mm, not that good, you know? Right. Some people just suck at driving. Can we accept that fact? Like old people they, and some people and the Chinese just suck at driving. <laughs> I'm, you not, need, I'm not getting into that. I'm just you're saying you need you need peripheral Vermont, we don't you need things. peripheral vision. That's all I'm saying. I don't care if it's a cell phone, right? Cigarette, weed, um, receiving oral copulation, sure. any of these things. Sure. If you can't drive, you can't drive. Hands and if free. You had anything else as a distraction? <laughs> You're going to be screwed. Do the driving tests, though, allow for people... I mean, are they really driving tests? I, I can't... I can't see how some people would pass it, I guess. I don't know. There are people... and I'm sure you had it in your town when you were taking your test. There are driving test people that are known to be really easy and those that are not. And you just hope you get one of the easy ones. Is it like that? I don't remember. I just thought there was one test that everyone took. I could be wrong, though. 
But the, the people administering the test. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You always hear the story of like, man, you don't want that one bitch. She was right. nuts. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've, I've known people that are absolutely great, you know, that I have no problem getting in the car if they're high. Doesn't phase me a bit because I trust them. I know what's going on. I know that they know their limits. And I don't just mean in terms of, they're marijuana use. I mean, right. getting in a car with someone or, or driving a car yourself is a big deal. And we forget that because driving is such a part of our culture. Yeah, it's second nature for a lot of people. Like, I've, right. I've clocked more hours driving than I probably have sleeping just because of what I do for work. But Yeah, I mean, I do a lot of driving. I'm, I'm, I'm <clears throat> down to about 26,000 miles a year. And I'm a good driver because I know my limits. I mean, I've changed... Exactly damn near every article of clothing except for my underwear while driving you know, <laughs> i don't do it in the middle of traffic when i'm surrounded by vehicles right on the open and I road don't speed while i'm doing it and you know stick my feet out the window and you know smoke a J all at the same time sure <sighs> you know i you know this article kind of kind of starts off uh like it's trashy but then they they even with what they're saying, they they say that there's only been what was it at the bottom one study in is it Thailand? Yeah, yeah. All but one study found a higher risk of crashes in drivers who use marijuana, and that study was a small one conducted in Thailand where marijuana use is relatively low. And they have no peripheral. Right. <laughs> oh, Just kidding. Um, but yeah, they say like it may n- interfere with reaction times and coordination, among other things. The authors of the new study said it is critical to determine the excess crash risk related to marijuana in different doses, strengths, and administration methods, uh, such as smoking versus vaporization hmm. or eating it. See, sometimes if you eat it, it just makes you really sleepy and then you pass out, but you shouldn't be doing that while you're driving. But if, right, and if that's, that's a not snack, the pot's fault. That's the person's no, fault. Exactly. Exactly. But I would argue responsibility. We we talked about the, you know, how sometimes marijuana helps me hyper focus. I'm not saying I've done it often. I'm not saying I make it a habit of it. I'm not even saying I've done it. But let's suppose that I did. That would be one of those times where that could be really helpful. Turn the music off. Have a little bit of airflow. And you know what? Hearing. I mean, does, does your hearing perk up when, when you smoke? A little bit. Dude, I used to have to drive cross-country, and the best thing okay. in the world was driving at night just smoking weed and listening to tunes and just you're in the zone. Like, I see deer, like, from a mile away. I'm exactly. Just, you're you constantly can, you know, scanning. You and walk all that other stuff out. Yeah, because totally. Because what, what do you do when you're not smoking weed and you're driving? You're thinking. Exactly. Like, way too much. <laughs> way too much. And you're totally consumed, and you space out. And I have, like, and... my notebook in my, my hand, and I'm trying to write something. I got the dope light on. and No, yeah, it's – you do. It, you Your brain just wanders, you know? Right. Right. You're you're a writer. I mean, how many times have you come up with a lyric or a yep. hook <laughs> or something? You're like, oh, yeah. I got to write this down. And exactly. You're, looking, you're crawling into the seat. You're looking for a receipt and a pen, and you can't find a pen, so you find, like – well, yeah. Like that chick's lipstick, and you're trying to jot that down <laughs> while you're driving, and it's not. And then I've you learned, got, you know, I, I've learned my lessons. Pot, that doesn't happen. I've learned lessons. I have notebook <laughs> pens right there. But yeah, you have to. You otherwise, you'll just you'll either forget it or you won't stop thinking about it. So. Right. So. And there's you know, a. I'm not, I posted a link in the chat there. That's data uh, PDF that says marijuana did not significantly change the mean driving performance that someone posted in the comments. Uh, funded oh, by the NTHSA, and then uh, here's a, a link that goes along with it from the normal site, saying USA Today simply pandering to the fear-based people of our society. The scientific evidence does not support the conclusions here. Go figure. Remarkable. Go figure. All right, well, I think, did we miss anything in there? No, I think, I think, I think we, that's it. I think we got it, man. All right. Well, hey, Jeremy, thanks for uh, covering for my hey. buddy Ian. Hopefully, Ian will get everything situated and be back with yeah, us next yeah, week. Best, best of luck to him. Give him, give him just, some love for me. For sure. We usually do shows uh, every Friday. You guys can leave messages, 406-204-4687, uh, usually. 
uh, email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Uh, we got Facebook page and Twitter. And please, once a day, you and all of your friends, podcastawards.com, vote for the hotbox under news politics, vote for the jam hole under mature, go to entertainment, vote for Am I Bugging You? All friends of ours. There's a ton of cool science shows, and there's a, a whole bunch of categories. So if you guys feel like voting for that stuff, Go right ahead, and otherwise uh, we'll talk to you on Friday later. If you like, you like this is where where you need to be. If you like weed, this is where you need to be.